You are listening to a Victory in the Bunk podcast. If Jesus is not Lord of all, He is not Lord at all. Discover the truth of Jesus' Lordship in our lives in this message by Pastor Jonathan Ramirez. Alam po ninyo, siguro nabalitaan niyo yung airplane na ano, nawawala. Nabalitaan niyo ba? Hanggang ngayon po inahanap pa rin, I think one week na. One week na na hindi pa nakikita kung saan nagpunta yung airplane na yun, kahit anong high-tech gadget ang gamitin, hindi po malaman. Pero, di umano, may nakakita daw, no? ito ay hindi, ito ay lum, ano, pabulusok, nag-aapoy, at bumagsak. Okay? Nang hindi po natin alam yung truthfulness ng bagay na yun, pero may nagsasabi na uh, in-inform na raw niya, nung madamumit na makita niya yun, ay in-email niya yung kinuukulan, pero hindi daw siya pinansin. Now, but of course, that's still subject to investigation. But sino po sa inyo na ang gustong sumakay sa isang eroplanong papaganon ng lipad? Wala naman o siguro, hindi ba? Okay. Alam nyo, ang kagandaan po ng isang eroplano ay hindi ko nababatay sa itsura nito. Maganda man yung itsura niya, maganda yung kulay, maganda yung letters, maganda yung pagkakapromote sa television ng airline na yun. Okay? At saka makita nyo naman, pagka lumilipad, parang kala nyo panlaban, di ba? Parang, parang sabi nyo, ah, yan ang gusto kong klase ng airplane na sakyan. Pero alam nyo, ang pinakagusto kong sasakyan na airplane, alam nyo kung ano? Yung maayos ang makina. <laughs> yung pagka lumipad, ay sisiguruhin doon mong makararating doon sa kanyang paroroonan. Kasi sometimes, Tinitingnan natin yung ganda ng eroplano, batay lang sa itsura nito. Gandang eroplano yan, nabago ah. Pero, ang tanong doon is, reliable ba yung kanyang makina? ba? So, doon ka pa rin babagsak sa reliable yung kanyang makina. Why? Kasi, yung eroplano yung lumilipat, may dalang buhay yun eh. Amen? Maraming nakasakay doon at dapat siyang makarating doon. Now, ang eroplano ho ay para rin yung buhay natin. Okay? Gusto natin makarating tayo doon sa ating paroroonan. But the question is, <coughs> Yung atin bang puso, naroon ba yung author of life sa ating puso? Ito ang pinakamakina ng ating buhay. If Jesus Christ is there, the author of life, the Lord of life, sisiguruhin ko po sa inyo ito yung makararating at mapupulfill natin ang purpose ni Lord sa buhay natin. But gaano tayo kasiguro na si Jesus nga ay talagang nasa puso natin at siya talaga yung Panginoon ng ating buhay? Alam nyo, marami pong mga tao, si Jesus Christ, tinanggap nila as their Savior. But they refuse to accept Him really as a Lord. Because being a Savior has something to do with their salvation. Misang kaya tingin nila sa kay Kristo ay para bang insurance company. Gusto lang makasiguro. Okay? They want to be saved, but the question is, are they willing to obey the Lord? Are they willing to practice the Word of God? That is another issue. Because when you receive Christ, as your Lord, you will certainly have to obey Him. Amen? So, yan po ang ating pag-aaralan sa oras na ito. Ang title po is, Why do you call me Lord, Lord? Tumayo po tayong lahat at basahin po natin dito po sa Luke chapter 6, beginning verse 46 hanggang 49. Ito po ang sabi ng salita ng Diyos, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? I will show you what he is like who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice. He's like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. 
When a flood came, the torrent struck that house, but could not shake it, because it was well built. Verse 49, But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed, and its destruction was complete. Tayo manalangin. Lord, thank you so much for giving us this time once again. We can study your word. Inihiling po namin ang pagsama mo sa aming mga buhay. At sa pamagitan ng kapangyarihan, kumikilos sa aming mga buhay. Inihiling po namin na maunawaan namin ang lahat ng ito, maisagawa namin sa aming buhay. Salamat po, Panginoon. Dinideklara namin si Jesus, ang Panginoon ng aming buhay at Panginoon sa lugar na ito. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Mga po tayong lahat. <coughs> All right. Ang title po natin is, Why Do You Call Me Lord, Lord? And basically, we'll be talking about Christ Lordship. Pag-uusapan po natin ang mga sumusunod. Ang pagiging Panginoon ni Kristo sa ating buhay ay nagsisimula dito sa ating puso para ito ay magkaroon ng bunga. Pangalawa, ang pagiging Panginoon ni Kristo ay it sets up strong foundation. This life is like a house. It must be built on a strong foundation. Three is where Christ's Lordship strengthens everyone to obey. Hindi ho madali ang sumunod. May mga pagkakataong madali, pero hindi sa lahat ng pagkakataon. Pero ang pagiging Panginoon ni Kristo sa atin ay nagbibigay sa atin ng kalakasan at kakayanan para tayo ay sumunod sa Kanya. Now, bago po natin magpatuloy, pag-usapan muna natin ano ba talaga ang ibig sabihin ng Lordship. Kasi sa panimula pa lamang ng sentence ni Jesus, ito po yung kasi yung background niyan. Si Jesus Christ nangangaral doon sa may, sa may, sa may bundok. Okay? Basically, dalawang klase yung kanyang audience. Una, yung kanyang mga disciples who already decided to follow Him, the 12 disciples of Jesus. Pangalawa, people who came all the way from Tyron and Sidon, 128 kilometers, ang layo hunon para pumunta sila sa Galilee at makinig kay Jesus. Bakit? Dahil sila, karamihan sa kanila ay mayroong karamdaman, mayroong sakit, they would like to be healed because they heard that Jesus Christ is healing the sick people. Namunawang po ninyo. So, dalawa ang kanyang audience. Now, isipin natin, sabi niya, why do you call me Lord, Lord? Pag sinabi po sa Bible, marami po kasi tayong makikitang mga uh, talata sa Bible na inuulit. Alibaw, Martha, Martha. Tulad yan, sinasabi ni Jesus, why do you call me Lord, Lord? And it speaks about intimacy. Okay? Pagka tinatawag mo yung isa, about Martha, Martha, you have an intimate relationship with the person. Okay? Now, sinasabi ni Jesus, Dahil ang audience niya is dalawang klase, yung mga disciples already decided to follow him, at saka yung mga taong pumunta lang doon dahil gustong gumaling. Adyan po ba kayo? I hope hindi ho ganun yung audience ko ngayon. Kaya narito, because talagang sumunod kayo kay Kristo, hindi dahil you just would like to be benefited. So yung dalawang audience na yung kinausap niya, sabi niya, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? That as if we are close, we are intimate. Why do you call me Lord, Lord? Or why do you think that we are intimate and yet you don't follow what I say? You don't do what I say? Now, para mo mainawaan natin bakit nagtatanong ng ganun si Jesus, ito isang klase ng katanungan na hindi siya nagaantay ng sagot. Nagtanong si Jesus to deliver a point. Siya rin mismo ang sasagot nun. Amen? 
Gusto niyang inilalagay niya yung kanyang tanong doon sa kaisipan ng mga tao para ng yung mga tao magsimulang mag-isip. Now, ano nga ba yung lordship? Lordships came from the Greek word curious. Nang ibig sabihin is, he to whom a person or thing belongs, about which he has power of deciding. Very familiar sila sa, sa salitang Panginoon sa kanila pong konteksto dahil usuro yung pagiging may mga alipin at meron silang amo, meron silang tinatawag na Panginoon. Okay? Nang ibig sabihin, sa mga panahon yung pagka meron silang Panginoon, talaga sila ay pag-aari ng kanilang Panginoon. Ang lahat ng desisyon nakabatay doon sa kanilang amo. Okay? Nakabatay lahat ng desisyon sa mga ari-arian, sa lahat ng bagay sa buhay ng isang alipin, nakasalalay sa kanyang Panginoon dahil siya yung nagmamay-ari. Kaya ang ibig sabihin po ng salitang curious is pastor, owner, sovereign, and prince. Yan ang ibig sabihin ng Lord. Now, on that word curious, is yun po yung title na ibinibigay sa Diyos as a Messiah. Now, ang tanong po ron, sino ba ang Lord ng buhay natin? Sino? Yes, Jesus. But if we are to examine our life, based on its definition, na siya ba talaga yung nagmamayari ng lahat sa buhay natin? Siya ba ang may control ng buhay natin and you're trying to run your life the way you would like to run it instead of allowing God's will to take place in you? Yan tanong na yan, masasagot natin pagdating natin ng dulo ng mensaheng ito. Sabi po ng Matthew 7.21, Not everyone, sabihin nyo, not everyone, Sabi mo sa katabi mo, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Anong ibig sabihin yan? Hindi po ibig sabihin ito salvation by works that we can be saved through our good works, kundi kung totoo na kayo ay intimate ni Lord, sa talaga yung Panginoon ng iyong buhay, there must be an evidence may maliwanag na ebidensya. Nakapunan niyo yung ibig kong sabihin? Wala, sula sumama. Ulitin ko. <laughs> Dapat ay mayroong ebidensya ang pagiging Panginoon ni Kristo sa buhay natin. Because sa ating konteksto, sa ating bansa, sa ating panahon, almost everyone believes that Jesus Christ is Lord. Tama? Hindi ko sinasabing lahat, pero so many people they believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. And they would even call Him, Yes, He is my Lord. But the question is, meron bang ebidensya? Halimbawa, ako ay nagkaroon ng, halimbawa, uh, kaldero na mayroong tubig. Okay? Papaanong paraan para yung kaldero na yan na may lamang tubig ay kumulo? Ha? Sige, lakas nyo. Aapo yan sa ilalim. Tama? Pwede ko rin siya nalagyan ng dry ice. At para kumulo. Tama? Fake. Pwede nakikita ng mga taong kumukulo and you claim, ah, may apoy kasi yan sa ilalim. But the fact is, nilagyan mo lang ng dry ice, it's a fake one. Pero, ang isang tubig kahit hindi mo nilagyan ng dry ice, pag nilagyan mo ng apoy sa ilalim, maghintay ka lamang nang ilang sandali, makikita mong mayroong kukulo. Mayroong ebidensya, maliwanag na ebidensya, hindi peking ebidensya, it's a real evidence that there is fire under. 
Amen? So many people claim that Jesus Christ is their Lord, but the question is there an evidence. And what is the evidence? Only He who does the will of my Father in heaven. I'd like to say that Lordship demands obedience because that is in the context of men. Lahat yung mga Panginoon, may karapat na silang sabihan yung kanilang mga alipis, sumunod kayo. And they can say that, they can demand. Why? Siya yung master. Now, as far as our relationship with God is concerned, even as much as I would like to say that Lordship demands obedience, it is better for me to say that Lordship produces obedience. Ayaw mo man o hindi, yung tubig na nasa kaldero, pag may apoy, whether you like it or not, magpuproduce yan ng kulo, ng mainit na tubig. Amen? Yun ang tinatawag kong ebidensya. Now, paano ang isang bagay, alam nyo, sa pagtatanim ho, may dalawang klase ng, uh, may, may dalawang bagay na mahalaga. Yung buto na itinatanim, kinakailangan maganda. At pangalawa, yung klase ng lupa na tatamnan. Okay? Ang pagiging Panginoon ni Kristo sa atin ay nakasalalay kung paano natin sinasampalatayan at pinangahawakan ng kanyang salita. Yun po yung binhi. Yun yung buto. Ang tanong doon, tayo bilang isang lupa, ang tanong, ang lupa ba natin ay tigang o ang lupa ba natin ay mataba? Ang buto ba ng Diyos na itatanim sa atin ay matabang lupa o tigang na lupa. Dahil kung yan ay maayos na lupa, magkakaroon ng tinatawag na ebidensya. Tutubo at tutubo yung buto na iyong itinanim doon. Amen. Adyan po kayo. Now, ang bagay pong ito, yung tatamnan ay yung ating puso. Kahit ang pagiging Panginoon ni Kristo ay hindi nagsisimula sa nguso, ito ay nagsisimula sa puso. And all other things will follow. But it must start here because this is the very center of our being. Again, balikan natin yung Luke chapter 6, verse 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord? And do not do what I say? Yung sinabi ng do not do what I say, ito po ay walang ebidensya ng pagtawag mo ng Panginoon. Tinatawag nyo akong Panginoon, Panginoon. But you do not do what I say, wala namang ebidensya. Sabi niyo, Panginoon niyo ko, pero hindi ko naman maramdaman, hindi ko makita na mayroong ebidensya na ako nga talaga ang inyong Panginoon. Kasi, you do not do what I say. That is the clearest evidence. Yung nakikita sa atin, yung bagay na ating sinasabi, yung bagay na talagang kiniklaim natin, ay nakikita sa buhay natin, that is the clearest evidence of His Lordship. Now, no one has encountered Jesus Christ as His Lord remained unchanged. Lahat ng naka-encounter kay Jesus nagbago ang buhay. Sino sa inyo yung nakaranas ng pagbabago ng buhay mula sa Panginoon? Taas ang kamay. Coming to church is not, is, 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 is maybe good, but that's not really the changed life that I'm talking about. The change that starts from within and then manifests on the outside. Why? Because 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Sabi nyo, new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Ang isang taong nagbigay ng kanyang puso at pinaupo niya si Jesus sa trono ng kanyang puso bilang kanyang Panginoon, hindi lang bilang tagapagligtas, 
ang mga lumang bagay, katulad ng kasalanan, ay mga nagsilipas na at bagong bagay ang ibinibigay sa atin ng Panginoon. But let me tell you this, uh, the Lordship of Christ in our lives is not just a one-day affair. It is a daily thing and it must be progressive. Ang pagiging Panginoon ni Kristo sa atin ay para bang mag-asawa na makatapos ikasal, hindi nangangalugan nung araw lang na yun sila mag-asawa. All the days of their lives, as long as both of them shall live, magkasama sila at dapat they should be progressively enjoying their relationship together. Andiyan po kayo. Walang sino man tao ang nakaranas ng paghipo ng Panginoon sa kanyang buhay na hindi nagbago ang kanyang buhay. Nung ang wife ko, nung makita ko, tumalun agad yung puso ko. Dalaga pa man at binata ko. Bigla pong tumaas yung temperatura ko at bumilis ang tibok. Nakakuha niya yung puso ko, kaya naman siya yung babaeng pinakasalang ko. Amen. Huwag niyo nang tignan siya, naiilang. <laughs> Nahipo niya yung puso ko, hindi yung wallet ko. Ako na ibig sabihin. Ibig sabihin, kapag ikaw ay mag-aasawa, sinong pakakasalan mo? Yung taong nakakapture ng puso mo. Tama. Kaya nga hanggang ngayon, hindi pa niya sinasolo yung puso ko, nasa kanya pa rin. Pinipilit kong kunin, ayaw niya nang ibalik. Now, dahil siya yung nakapagpatibok ng aking puso, certainly siya yung babaeng pinili ko na aking pakasalan. Tama ho ba? Ibig sabihin, i-enjoyin namin hindi lamang sa araw ng aming kasal, yung aming relationship. So I am expecting, and we are supposed to be doing this, that progressively, ang relationship namin ay lalago pa sa isa't isa. 21 years na ho kaming naikakasal. At hanggang ngayon, matamis pa rin ang aming pagsinta sa isa't isa. <laughs> Hindi ko pinoprograma kinakailangan umaga, tanghali at gabi, masabi ko sa kanyang, I love you. I just say it naturally. Why? Yun ay bahagi ng bunga ng aming relationship na aming ini-enjoy araw-araw. Amen. Tingin pa lang namin sa isa't sa nagkaintindihan na kami. That's part of progress in our relationship. Alam niya kung ako'y nagugutom, alam niya kung ako'y masaya, alam niya kung ako'y malungkot. Ganun din naman ako sa kanya, kaya kami ay laging magkasama. It's a natural thing. Tama ho ba? Pag may sakit ako, inaalagaan. Pag may sakit siya, inaalagaan ko. Hindi namin pinoprogram yung mga bagay na yun. Hindi ko, hindi ko pag-iisipan na akin ang kailangan itong araw na ito, kailangan naman yung apat, apat na beses kung mag I love you sa kanya. Hindi. I just say it naturally. Why? Because she's here. May bunga, may ebidensya. Kaya nga kami nagkaanak, maliwanag na ebidensya na bunga ng aming pagmamahalan. Amen? Now, kasi alam ninyo, ayoko lang ma-divert, but I'm just using this illustration. Kapag kang isang lalaki ay nangalo niya, okay? It could either siya ilikas na palikero, o kaya hindi niya ini-enjoy yung kanyang relationship sa kanyang wife. Dahil kung ini-enjoy niya yung relationship niya sa kanyang wife, hindi niya kailangan maghanap ng iba. Tama ho ba? Same thing. 
if we know that Jesus Christ is our Lord and we enjoy that relationship with Him, where there is no other Lord but Him alone. Amen. Magkakaroon ng ebidensya na ang buhay na ito ay binago. Nung ako ay kabataan pa, kailan yun? Kailan lang yun? Ako ay leader ng inuman do sa grupo namin. Nung ma-born na ako, hindi ko ma... Lord, 99% na bit ko na sa'yo. Itong inum ko, akin lang ito. 1% lang ito eh. Akin na lang ito. But you see, if Jesus Christ is not Lord of all, He is not Lord at all in your life. He must be the Lord of all. God is not concerned about the 99% that you have surrendered. He is concerned about the 1% that you refuse to surrender. This life is not really about us. It, has, it is really about the Creator. It's really about the author of life. That's why He is called the author. Adyan po kayo. So, sa buhay natin, once we realize that Jesus must be the Lord of this life, magkakaroon ng bunga yung ating pagsunod sa Kanya. Magkakaroon ng ebidensya. I'm not talking about performance here. That you will think, ah, ito gagawin ko. Kasi kalooban ni Lord. Ito, ito hindi ko gagawin, pero ito gagawin ko. Time will come, mapapagod ka because you see Christianity as performance. But it's not performance. It is not being programmed. You just flow with that relationship. Amen? Hindi mo na pinag-iisipan, kundi alam mo na yun ang tama, yun ang susundin mo. Bakit? Because Jesus Christ is your Lord. Katunayan sabi rito sa Romans 10, 9 to 10, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, that God raised Him from the dead, you will be, even our salvation is on the basis of what is in our heart. For if it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Ano man ang sinasabi ng ating bibig, ito ay ebidensya lamang dapat ng nasa sa puso natin. Everything starts here. Sabi ng Luke chapter 6, Verse 45, sabi, a good man brings good things out, that, out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man bring evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Kaya importante si Jesus naririto. Yung iba gusto nila ilagay si Jesus dito lang sa bulsa. Kaya pag may kailangan lang sila, inahanap nila si Lord. Jesus must occupy the central part of our being. His Lordship must start from the heart. When you, this life is like a house building. When you build, you would like it to be in a strong foundation. And who is the author and the great architect of life? Jesus. Therefore, Christ's Lordship sets up strong foundation in our lives. Sabi ng Luke 6:46, As for everyone who comes to me and hears my word and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like men building a house. Sabi ninyo, house. Who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. Sabi ninyo, foundation. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house, but could not shake it, 
because it was well built. Hindi ka magtatayo ng bahay mo sa isang may mahinang pundasyon. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure every one of us, whether you are a believer or an unbeliever, it is common sense. Tapag nagtayo ka ng bahay, gusto mo sa isang matibay na pundasyon na hindi basta-basta bibigay. Kayo ba gusto niyo bumibigay kayo? Hindi kayo sumagot. Sabi mo sa tabi mo, huwag kang bibigay. Okay? Para na tayo isang bahay, pero kung mali ang pundasyon na kinatatayuan ng iyong buhay, bibigay at bibigay ka. Now, the question now is, how to practice God's Word? Dahil yun ang pagkakalagay sa Bible. Bagamat ibang translation na sa iret, sabi, obey God's Word. Okay? Yung pagsunod. Okay? Tama rin naman. But I would like to use the word practice because the Word of God comes to us in different form. Okay? The first, when you are reading the Word of God, okay, you hear the voice of God and then you start meditating on it. Now, the Word of God comes in different form. Halimbawa, nakalagay sa Bible the truth about God. Mga katotohanan, different principles, different doctrines. Okay? Meron din sa Bible mga promises ng Panginoon. That's also part of God's Word. And third is yung kanyang mga kautosan, the commands of God. Now, how do you practice God's Word now? Pagka may pangako ang Panginoon, I will supply all your need. Paano mo susundin yun? Walang nakautos, nakalagay na commands. Okay? So it's not just about obeying, it's about responding and practicing the Word of God. Alimbawa, truth of God. How do you respond to that? You respond by believing and embracing the truth. So if you hear something, Jesus Christ is not God, hindi mo yayakapin yun because salita lang ng tao. Paniniwala mo ang sinasabi ng Bible na sinasabi si Jesus ay hindi lamang Panginoon, kundi tunay na Diyos. O hindi lang, hindi lang tao, kundi tunay na Diyos. Andiyan po kayo? So, wag nakabasa ka ng mga katotohanan, you will respond by believing because your actions will determine what you believe. That's the way to practice the Word. As far as promises of God is concerned, pagka may problema, pangahawakan mo yung pangako ng Panginoon magtitiwala ka sa pangako ng Diyos dahil ang Diyos ay matapat sa Kanyang pangako. He is a faithful God. Amen. So, paano mo ipapractice ang salita ng Panginoon? You just keep on confessing the promises of God and put your entire trust on the Word of God because you know that God is faithful. Sabi natin, God is faithful. With regards to the commands of God, how do we respond? We respond in obedience. Susundin mo kasi sinabi ni Lord. Now, naalala ko yung anak ko nung inutusan ko. Sabi ko, anak, bumili ka ng patis. Ayaw bumili ng patis kasi tinutuyo. <laughs> Tumawa pa kayo, luma na yun. <laughs> okay. Nag-ayos silang table, naglagay ng mga pinggan, pero ang tanong dun is, ginawa ba niya yung sinasabi ko? Hindi. Paano kami maghahain ng pagkain na hindi paluto o kinakailangan niya bumili ng patis? Does it make sense? You may be in church and you may be doing something for God, but the question is, is that the right thing that God asked you to do? You can do so many things, pero ang tanong dun, yan ba yung sinabi ni Lord na gawin mo? Do you listen to the voice of God? So how do we respond to the commands of God? We need to respond in obedience that comes from our heart. Or it will result to disobedience. Even partial obedience is disobedience. 
Now, ano ang mangyayari sa buhay ng isang taong hindi sumusunod? Sabi rito Luke 6.49 But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. Alam nyo, kahit nang sa gitna ng problema, eh, kung wala kang pangako ng Panginoon na pinangahawakan, bibigay ka eh. Bibitaw ka. But there's no storm-free life. Meron pong storm-proof life. And how can you be storm-proof life? Once you know, you have the shield of God's Word. Meron kang pangakong pinangahawakan, Lord. Hindi ako bibitaw sa'yo dahil itong pangako mo eh. I rather believe your Word than what my situation is telling me. Because sometimes our situation is different from what the Word of God says. But if you keep on praying so that your situation will be aligned to the perfect will of God. So ang gagawin ng panghahawakan mo ang salita you will put your trust in Him. You will keep on believing on God. At kung ano yung pinagagawa ng Diyos sa'yo, you will continue doing it. Amen? Now, Christ's Lordship strengthens everyone to obey. Sabi natin kanina, hindi hu Lahat ng bagay, madaling sundin. Kadalasan ng madali nating sundin, ay eh yung bagay na gusto rin nating sundin. Tama ho ba? Pero kapag may sinasabi ang Panginoon na medyo mahirap na, magbabayad ka ng presyo, aba, mahirap. Talagang mahirap. That is why even Christ's Lordship strengthens us to obey Him. Siya rin mismo ang magbibigay sa atin ng kalakasan. Kung hindi niya tayo bibigyan ng kalakasan na sundin siya, ang mangyayari, mapapagod tayo because everything would just be performance. Ito dapat pong gawin kasi uh, siya ang Panginoon ko eh. Mapapagod ka. Now, Christ's Lordship strengthens everyone to obey. Mahirap sumunod, but His Lordship in our hearts, in our lives, will strengthen us so we can obey Him. Na yung mahirap, madaling ibigay. Just like yung sinabi ko sa inyo kanina, it took me one year, alam nyo ba, bago mawala yung pag-inom ko. Tinanggap ko na si Lord noon. Tinanggap ko na siya sa puso ko. But as I said, it's not, Lord, Christ's Lordship in us is not just one day. It is a continuing progressive thing. It's a daily thing. It's an everyday surrender of everything that we have in the Lord. Kaya kahit after one year, sakala lang ako na-deliver sa aking pag-inom, ay ako yung leader eh. Imbarkada ko, could you imagine? Iiwanan ko sila, o kaya tatalikuran ko dahil ito magkakasama kami, nasa isip na lang yung pag-inom. Kasi ang sarap minom. Ibang may pinagsamahan. <laughs> Di ba? O pagka nag-iinuman kami, lumalakas yung loob naming manligaw. Ganun kami nun eh. High school pa lamang ako nung third year ako nagsimulang mag-inom. Hanggang sa ako'y nakarating na lang kolehiyo. Inum pa rin. You see, kapag ito ay mali ang basihan ng ating pagsunod, talagang mag struggle tayo. Meron kasing dalawang basihan ng ating pagsunod. Okay? The first is what you call religion-based obedience. At yung pangalawa is relationship-based obedience. Pag sinabi pong religion-based, don't think of any name of any particular religious institution. That's not what I mean. Okay? Pagsabing religion-based is man's effort to please God. Okay? Man's effort to please God. Yun ang ibig sabihin ng religion-based, not an any name of institution. Now, if it is a religious or religion-based obedience, 
Ito po yung manifestations. The person is just being driven by sense of duty or obligation. Si kinakailangan sumunod eh. Kasi si Lord eh. Siya talaga ang Panginoon ko. Kaya kahit mahirap. Sige, sundin na natin. Sense of duty or obligation. Sa madali salita, hindi talaga tao sa puso. Driven by sense of need. Kailangan kong sumunod kay Lord kasi mawawalan ako ng blessing eh. Eh, kailangan may hinihiling pa naman ako sa kanya may pinagpipray akong house in lot baka hindi ibigay ni Lord kapag hindi ako sumunod sa kanya while it is true God blesses those who obeys Him or those who obey Him pero hindi natin ginagawa ang pagsunod dahil lang may pakangailangan tayo sa Diyos okay natatakot ka sa sumpa naku baka magkasakit ako ng balat na kinakain yung laman kaya mabuti pa sumunod na ako Others are being driven by a sense of recognition, applause of men, para maraming matuwa, para maraming makakita sa kanya. Now, ano naman yung relationship-based obedience? It is driven by God's love. Alam nyo, masarap di ba yung mga anak natin sumusunod, hindi dahil takot sa atin, sumusunod dahil mahal nila tayo. Tama? Tayo po mga kapatid sumusunod because overwhelmed tayo ng pag-ibig ng Diyos sa buhay natin. We are all going to hell. We were all destined to hell. But because of God's love for God, so love the world that He gave His Son. Whoever believes in Him should not perish but have an eternal life. Na overwhelmed ka ng pag-ibig ng Panginoon sa buhay sa kabila ng makasalanan ako, minahal pa rin ako ng Diyos. And so susundihan kong Panginoon dahil mahal ko rin siya as a response to His love for me. Amen. Mas maganda yun, hindi ho ba? Hindi parang asawa mo, mamahalin ko siya kasi pinakasalan ko siya, kailangan eh. Wala akong magagawa, wala na akong magawa eh. Diyan na yan eh. Di mahalin na, di sundin ko na lang. Hindi, gagawin mo yun, paglilingkuran mo siya dahil, o maglilingkod kayo sa isa dahil mahal na mahal mo siya. Amen? Pangalawa, those relationship-based obedience is driven by God's Spirit. You are being moved by the Spirit of God because you now have the new nature. I always use this illustration, bo, yung baboy, kahit paliguan mo, pabanguhan mo, lagyan mo na ribbon. Pag nakalingat ka, babalik sa pusalian at putikan. Why? Nature niya yun eh. Pero yung tupa, pag nadumihan, nahanap yan ng puno, bago magpatuloy sa paglalakbay, ikikis-kis niya yung dumi niya. At pag malinis siya, siya maglalakad siya. Bakit? Iba yung nature ng tupa, iba yung nature ng baboy. Ang tanong ko, ano kayo doon? Tanungin mo yung katabi mo, baboy ka ba? <laughs> Driven by righteousness. Yes, dati tayong marumi sa harapan ng Panginoon, pero pinatawad niya tayo and has given us His robe of righteousness. Nilinis tayo ng Panginoon para bang hindi tayo nagkasala. Ngayon, ikaw ay malinis na. Gusto mo pa bang lumakad sa kasalanan? o gusto mong lumakad sa path of righteousness. Susundin mo ang Panginoon because you are overwhelmed by the righteousness of God. Amen. Sa madali salita, ikaw tayong sumusunod, pinapractice natin ang salita ng Panginoon, hindi dahil kailangan, kundi dahil gusto din natin nagkaroon tayo ng ownership dahil yun ay bunga ng pagiging tunay na Panginoon ni Kristo sa buhay natin. Amen. Praise God. Come on, let's give Him a hand. Sabi ni Greer, author ng gospel book, sabi niya, getting religiously active in a church 
does not necessarily mean you have become a true worshiper of God. Ito yung sinasabi ko kanina. Pwede nakita mo yung isang kalderong tubig kumukulo. Tapos sasabi mo, ay may apoy sa ilalim. Yung pala nilagyan lang ng dry ice. It does not equate that if you are busy in church, it means you are a true worshiper of God. Because ang pagiging tunay na pagsamba sa Panginoon, again, nagsisimula yan sa ating puso. Ikaw ay sumasamba sa iyong Panginoon. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22, it says, But Samuel replied, What is more pleasing to the Lord? Your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to His voice? Listen! Ito po yung panahon nire-rebuke ni Prophet Samuel si King Saul. Obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than Offering. Ano ibig sabihin dito? Yung obedience po dyan, ang nire-require na it is based on his relationship with God. Relationship-based obedience. Yung sacrifice, that is his religious duty. Mas gusto niyang gawin yung gusto niyang gawin kaysa yung pinagagawa ng Panginoon sa kanyang buhay. Sabi ni Lord, wala kang i-spare sa mga kaaway, yung pati mga alaga nilang hayop, patayin mo. Pero sabi ni King Soldek, ito mga magaganda kukunin ko, iaalay ko naman kay Lord. Pero hindi yun ang kalooban ng Diyos. Ang sabi niya, dapat sumunod ka sa tinig ko kaysa sa gusto mong gawin. Why? Who is the Lord of your life? If I am the Lord of your life, you will value obedience more than the religious sacrifice that you do. More than the offering that you do. Submission is better than offering. Look at Romans chapter 7, verse 18 to 19. Ito natin makikita lang pagiging Panginoon niya sa buhay natin, dapat ay nagpuproduce ng obedience. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good. Do you have a desire to do what is good? Yes, of course. But I cannot carry it out. Kahit sinong tao, talungin mo, gusto mo bang gumawa ng mabuti? Oo, lahat sasabihin. Pero sa lang doon is, kaya ba? Sabihin ng iba, I cannot carry it out. Hindi ko kaya, hindi ko magawa. Di ba gusto niyong bumayit? Pero misan hindi nyo magawa. Oh, yun yun. Because the sinful nature is in us. Okay. Verse 19. For I do not do the good I want to do. Hindi ko magawa yung magandang bagay na gusto kong gawin. At ang sabi niya, But the evil I do not want to do, yung masama na ayaw kong gawin, I keep on doing. Bakit? Kasi may sinful nature sa atin. And unless Jesus Christ intervenes in us, mananatili tayong nasa tanikala o nasa hawak ng kasalanan na hindi na tayong makapalag. Gusto mo natin gumawa ng maganda, hindi natin magawa. Gusto mo gawag mong gawin yung mali, yung kasalanan, pero nagagawa mo. That is why Christ's Lordship should come into place. Bakit? Dahil kung hindi mangyayari nito, mangyayari sabi ni Paul sa Romans 7, 24 and 25. What a rich man I am! Ang ibig sabihin na, oh, napaka-miserable ng buhay ko pagkaganon. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Papaano tayo makakawala sa tanikala ng kasalanan at hindi pagsunod sa Diyos sa pamamagitan ni Heso Kristo na ating Panginoon? It's the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Now listen to me very carefully. If Jesus is genuinely Lord of your life, it will affect the way you live. It will affect everything in you, not just your coming here in church. It will affect everything once you put everything at the throne of your Lord. 
including your finances. It will affect the way you manage your resources. Why? Because you know you are not the owner of everything that you have. Everything that you have belongs to God. And therefore, you will be careful of the way you spend. You will even become generous if God tells you to be generous. You are going to spend your money purposefully. Not in luxury, not in anything that you just would like to spend. You would like everything in the hands of God. You make decisions on base, based on His will. It will impact you the way you use your time. Is it God's will for you to come on time on church? It will impact the way you manage your time. Why? Because alam mo, si Lord lang yung Panginoon, everything must be balanced. You have time for family, you have time for church, you have time to serve, you have time to read the Word of God, to read your Bible, to mingle with other people and share Jesus Christ to them. You will allow yourself to be discipled because that's the way you spend your time. You allow Jesus Christ, Lord, take hold of my time. It will impact your time, the Lordship of Jesus. It should also affect the way you have your relationship. And if you know, if you are in a relationship that is not good, you will be willing to give it up. It will affect your marriage. You will love all the more. You will impact the way you make friends with people. If you know that these friends would just corrupt your mind and it would be very difficult for you to connect with them. For a moment, I think you have to part ways. It will affect the way you see your relationship with other people. It will affect the way you think, the things that would come in into your, to your mind. Why? It is because Jesus Christ is also the Lord of your mind. It will affect the way you, you talk. It will impact the words that will proceed out of your mouth. It will also impact all your concerns in life that you will not just be thinking about your problem you will entrust everything to God because that's what Lordship is really all about. Lordship is complete surrender. But it must all start in the heart. When you give your heart to Jesus, although it is a one-time thing for you to receive your salvation, but living the Lordship is a daily thing, it would create an impact in your total being. Titus chapter 2, verse 11 to 12, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. You know the reason why the Lordship of Christ will impact our lives? Bakit nagagawa nating sumunod na sa Panginoon kapag siya talaga yung totoong Panginoon, hindi lang sa nguso, kundi sa puso? It is because Christ conquered death, He conquered sin. At dahil siya ay namatay sa krus ng Kalbarit na buhay na muli, siya ay nagtagumpay laban sa kasalanan at nung tinanggap natin siya sa buhay natin, mapagtatagumpayan mo rin kapatid ang kasalanan. Dahil si Jesus ay nagtagumpay sa kamatayan, mapagtatagumpay din natin kamatayan at tayo magkakaroon ng buhay na kaaya-aya at buhay na walang hanggan sa harapan ng Panginoon. Amen. So let me say this. Living a life that pleases God is an overflow of Christ's Lordship over us. Ang isa pong basong tubig, hindi yan mag-overflow kung yan ay walang laman. Tayo ang baso, si Jesus ang tubig. Are we overflowing with the Lordship of Christ? Kung hindi walang tubig sa baso, dapat ay malagyan upang ito ay mag-overflow. 
and it will affect your surroundings. It will affect the way you live. It will affect your family. It will affect your work. It will affect everything in us because Jesus Christ must be the Lord of all. Amen. We hope you enjoy that message. For information about services, upcoming events, and how to join a Victory Group, simply like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang or inquire at www.victoryalabang.org. You can also download our Victory Alabang app on Apple and Android devices. Thank you and stay connected.